Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is VSIN Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Happy Thursday! This is VSIN Final Countdown live from our VSIN studio at the South Point. I'm Stormy Bonatoni alongside the guy to my right, Matt Brown. This segment brought to you by Betting Splits. Betting Splits at VSIN.com slash betting splits. <laughs> Right? Is that it? It's at facebook.com slash betting splits. Yeah. It might be. Good job. Who knows? It Make is. you a more informed better. There it is. Anybody who like just joined for hour two is like turning us off now because no, of that. Not. Well done. No, they're Thanks not. for that, Matt. Um, if you do want to join the conversation, tell us why that was such a terrible open to the show. You are more than welcome at Matt Brown M2. Just send it his way. You don't need to tag me too. It's fine. Just send it over there. Um, we are going to this hour get into plenty of NFL. We've got some college hoops as well upon us when VSIN's own Adam Burke, betting analyst and writer, joins us on set in about 15 minutes. But we're going to get started talking a little NFL draft because with the college football season, if Officially in the books, we've already seen a little bit of movement because our draft placement, at least for now, pending any trades, is set. The Chicago Bears, for the first time in 76 years, have the number one overall selection. Bryce Young is your favorite and he is taking a little bit of money from minus 125 odds on favorite now to minus 140. CJ Stroud sitting at plus 210. Will Anderson, another Alabama guy, sitting plus 750. And Jalen Carter from the Georgia Bulldogs, eight to one, where things currently sit, Matt. Yeah, I so full disclosure, I have a ticket on Bryce Young. I have a ticket on Will Levis to go number one overall. I do not have a CJ Stroud ticket, so I am exposed to him going number one, which would really, really put me in a 
find because I have a really great ticket on Will Levis. Yeah, I have a really great ticket on Levis, and I have a really, well, comparatively to this number, I have a good ticket on Young as well. Look, it's going to be a quarterback go number one overall, so don't waste your money on any of these guys that aren't quarterbacks because the Bears are going to trade out of that pick for sure, and whoever is trading up for that pick is going to take Bryce Young, more than likely. I mean, maybe, maybe somewhere in the draft process. Listen, there are some guys, if you read these people that are plugged in, there are some people who are very high on Will Levis. He's more of the prototypical NFL quarterback build. They are talking about the fact that he had a quarter of the talent that Bryce Young had around him, and so he was still able to put some pretty good stuff on tape with a bunch of two- and three-star guys as opposed to a bunch of four- and five-star guys that Bryce Young had and all that. So there, there's at least a little bit of that going around right well, now. I just can't imagine it not being Bryce Young. And I think you put it best a couple weeks ago when we kind of first were analyzing this market and said Josh Allen is going to make this kid a lot of money yeah. because somebody's going to take a chance on him with the thought process that because of his build and because of some of his, you know, capabilities that we have seen on tape, maybe that's what he could turn into. Well, the so. same could be said for Anthony Richardson, right? I mean, that's I like, think he's got even more boom or bust, though, than yeah, Will Levis does. The, the, so there are, there are some fairly respected guys coming out with some pretty early mock drafts right now. A lot of them, a lot, the, actually pretty much 95% of them all have Bryce Young going number one. There was a couple that, you know, after the big C.J. Stroud game are saying like, oh, it should, you know, it should be C.J. Stroud. So there's a little bit of that going around. But what we're going to be looking at really and truly is when they start to put up these over-unders on positions that go in first rounds. And, and look, most people are saying that Anthony Richardson's going to go in the first round. And despite the fact that he had so much bad tape, mm-hmm. there is a, there's just so much. And the Josh Allen comp is just like rocket arm. The guy can move. It's like when you do see some of the throws he makes, you, jaw-dropping stuff, the things he can do on the move, all of that. It's just a lot of it is mechanics and decision-making, which were a lot of the knocks against Josh Allen coming out as well. Of course, we know how that story played out. The Bills took a chance on him. He was actually bad in the NFL, by the way, in his first season. People don't remember that because he's so awesome now. Mm-hmm. He was bad his first year. He goes out to California for the entire offseason and works with, with Jordan Palmer out there. And, like, next thing you know, he comes back far more polished, like understands the mechanics of throwing and, and, and decision-making as well. And you get the product that you see now. Now, can Anthony Richardson be that guy? I'll tell you what, a team is going to take the, the chance, right? I mean, like somebody is going to pull the trigger on that. And the, the thing is, like some of these teams have the luxury of doing that, right? Because you might be able to stick him behind someone and then mm-hmm. allow him to kind of like sit for a year or two and learn the NFL before he actually has to take over and, and be the dude. So mm-hmm. uh, that being said, even at minus 140, I think it would be a very, very long shot at this point now that he came out of the bowl game un, you know, healthy, you know, no injuries to speak of for, for Bryce Young. And just had an incredible like final exclamation point, I feel like, to his season. Yes over the big 12 champion and had five touchdowns to five different receivers over 300 yards and just made it look easy playing and left the game SEC, early playing against yes. sec defenses that as we know funnel dudes into the nfl like i mean there there's a lot of that that can be you know looked at as as just a big big step up over what stroud and and, and i say you know loves did play in the sec but doesn't have the tape that that bryce young had. i'll just be interested to see how much over the next few months 
Bryce Young's size is analyzed and oh, overanalyzed and overanalyzed because <laughs> it's yeah. already started. Yes. But, um, but I will say um, if there's any ringing endorsement, it's going to be from Nick Saban and Bill O'Brien, both of which told me he was, he is absolutely brilliant and the best guy that they have seen in that position. So the, the, the thing about this whole like small quarterback thing or whatever is like, you know, the, People get worried because these guys are typically when these smaller quarterbacks are typically dudes that that run. And like that's not Bryce Young's game, right? And so like you you look at a Kyler Murray and people are gonna point and go, like, see, he was small and look, he's hurt. Well, he's a running quarterback. Like that that's like a that's like part of his game. That is not like Bryce Young's game, right? And so I don't think the same knocks that you get on some of these smaller quarterbacks really applies to Bryce Young the same way because he's not the he's not the like dual threat, prototypical dual threat quarterback type guy, right? I mean, like, if you need him to sit in the pocket and just be a pocket passer all game long, he can easily just sit in the pocket and be a pocket passer mm-hmm. all day long. Like, he's got a good arm. He's very, very accurate, and he can do that for for these teams. And so I think some of these small comps have people going to the type of player that is typically small at that position, and I don't think that that's necessarily the – a fair comp, I guess, for, okay. for Bryce Young. It's going to be fun. We have still, uh, obviously, a lot of time before the top overall pick is actually made, and we are going to have pro days. We are going to have silly season, which is something that you're really good yeah. at reminding people of. Make sure that when you're looking at some of these, you know, mock drafts and stuff, look at the more reputable people if you mm-hmm. can, not necessarily the clickbaity types that are just yes. trying to make you look at their thing and create conversation and have you quote yes. tweet them and talk if about it. So. look at the mock draft and Anthony Richardson's going number one overall, then you can click out of there and yeah. go like, because whoever's picking number one overall is coming in to get a quarterback who can play from day one that they think is going to be able, like, again, like a, like a Colts, right? Mm-hmm. Like a, the Colts have a good foundational system in place with this, with what they have on offense and defense. And so like getting someone who can come in and play from day one and be able to put out a, in a fairly weak conference, certainly, I mean, in a fairly weak division, that one that could be had. They need someone that can go in and play from day one. Like, Anthony Richardson's going to be a project for somebody. He's not going to be a good quarterback from day one. He's not going to be the dude that goes. If anyone takes a chance on someone, it would be Levis. It wouldn't be Richardson, right? And mm-hmm. so... Again, it's it. If you see that type of mock draft yeah. stuff, then just get out of there. Like that's not they're just they're doing you a disservice, and it's just the rest of it's going to be junk anyway. Okay, we're a couple of days away from Wild Card Weekend, the NFL playoffs. In hour one, we talked about all of the AFC games, so let's do a little NFC talk here. Start with um, the 49ers and Seahawks going head to head, and this is a case where you have a team that is significantly better than the other, but now I've seen Seattle folks getting a little bit more support for the back door with the weather concerns that have been popping up uh, in Santa Clara coming up this weekend. Has that impacted your opinion of this game at all? I know both of us have a 49ers minus nine and a half in yeah, the account. No, I mean, so my biggest thing about all that, and like this has just kind of been how I've handicapped stuff like basically forever is if you're – if your bet is predicated off of a team having to come in the back door, then like, it's probably not like a solid logic for making the bet in the first place because you're like, no, no, they're going to be down a whole lot, but like, we're going to get the other team to lay down so that we can like score a late, t- you know, I, if that's how the bet is, is coming to coming to be, then it's probably not the right logic and not the right bet anyway. And so I kind of look at it from that standpoint too. If anything, it's it all it does is just neutralize what both anything if if anything it just neutralizes kind of like the offensive side of both of these teams and then you look which team's going to have the better run game and it's going to be San Francisco right I mean like there's no 
nobody is thinking that Seattle's in Geno Smith are going to throw all over San Francisco. Like that has never not been put out there. No one is thinking Geno Smith's going to go for 300 plus yards. So like the weather's bad. I don't think it's going to really alter the way that you're looking at this game in the first place anyway, right? I don't think that it was like supposed to be this offensive explosion or some sort of huge passing day out of Seattle. And if anything, like I said, the defense just wins a little bit more. The run game with the multiple backs, like we said, the multiple options that the 49ers bring to the table. I, I mean, I think it just makes it easier for them to cover, actually, as opposed to anything else. Like, honestly, I really and truly believe it just makes it easier for them to cover as opposed to the opposite. I love the 49ers in this game, and I it makes me anxious when I feel that confident, especially because I am a fan of the team. Mm-hmm. So it's it gives me – my mind makes me go a little bit nuts here. But we talked about it yesterday, the numbers with this San Francisco defense and an offense that for Seattle, this back half of the season, has really taken a number of steps back. San Francisco tops in the league in scoring defense, in total defense according to yardage, allowing just 16.3 points per game and 300 yards per game, also tops in the league in interceptions. And then a Seattle defense that gives up a lot. They have allowed 27.9 points per game on the road this year. Um, not that I think that's mm-hmm. specifically going to have. I mean, it could though. I mean, if we're yeah, it could. Um, and I love what Brock Purdy has been able to do. Now you get Debo back in the mix for like a full complement of your offensive talent, weapons around him. I, I just really think that this is a no-brainer that game said, despite the weather. The market so. has said that the ten was too much, right? Because mm-hmm. we've gotten back down to the nine and a half, and it's pretty much stuck. Well, and that's why I said I did the six and a half point teaser. I know you mm-hmm. don't love those, but I got the Niners down to three, and that's my favorite bet of the weekend. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be my That's my, my dance, dance bro. <laughs> 
There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I got to change the oil in my car. Right now, get five quarts of Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic with an STP Extended Life Oil Filter for only $36.99. What do I do with my old oil? We can recycle your used oil for free. And do you have oil for my old work truck? You can find the right high mileage oil to help it go farther right here at AutoZone. Restrictions apply. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for betting edge on football's big game, the VEASAN experts have got you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of just $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to the daily recap of top plays made from VEASAN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits to let you see where the money and bets are moving every game. Deep dive betting reports. VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the season where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and all the big game props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit vcin.com slash subscribe today. Sign up for just $9.99 and become part of the Sports Betting Network. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. That's $9.99 American, $13.35 Canadian. Ooh, la, they should la. just jump in on it's just a couple of cups of Tim Hortons and you could be a member of the VEASAN team for however long, whatever the introductory offer is. How long? Until when? Does we do we even say? It's just limited. It's a long time for nine ninety nine for thirteen thirty. It's just limited. We don't yeah. know yet. But yeah, if you don't fine. become a subscriber, you're not gonna get that content from our guest, mm -hmm. VEASAN's own Adam Burke on the desk with us live here at the South Point. Does wonderful write-ups covering college hoops, covering the NFL, covering college football. He does it all, and he joins us every Thursday. What's going on, Adam? How's it going? I, think, uh, I believe that offers for a month. I is it? it is. Well, I, I just so. have limited time offer. It's like up in we're the air. It's like we're, high we're in the sky. Couple I hope of, I'm not wrong. A couple of cups of Tim Hortons. <laughs> And you get us for a month. I love Tim Hortons. I really, really do. That was something that I had never had until I started working in hockey. And then it was like all the rage with all of the hockey players. And I I am obsessed. So what you're saying is you and I we need to get together, yes. pull our money, franchise a Tim Hortons Ooh. out here, and a Bojangles. Bring it out We have to west. have a Bojangles. That is what we really need. I know. If anybody out there doesn't know what Bojangles is, Google it, immediately go to the South or to North Carolina or to Atlanta, whatever it is. Get yourself a Cajun filet chicken biscuit and some honey mustard and your life will be changed. Some bow rounds. Some bow rounds. Oh. Get you a sweet tea. Just, you know, ex really experience life. Even if you're just at a layover at an airport out there, make it happen. Um, we were talking before the commercial break. I'll get off food for a moment just so that because, I mean, my co-host here, Matt, he is so healthy, he doesn't even want to hear about a Cajun filet chicken biscuit. So I'll talk some football, Matt. Don't you worry. <laughs> chicken biscuit. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, look, it sounds like it would be nice. It sounds like it would be great. Anything that I like food-wise, I have learned that Matt finds disgusting. Not like true. you think well, everything is hot repulsive. Dogs are gross. Mayonnaise is gross. Hot dogs are gross. How is mayonnaise gross? Well, because it's because it's it, it's gross. It's exi it exists because it's great and it's, I, makes it gross. So I, I only like mayonnaise if it's on like a burger. 
I won't eat yeah. it cold, like on a deli sandwich or something. Oh, see, well, I like it on a deli sandwich. I saw people though that like dip their fries in mayo, and <sighs> that I fi- that I do find oh, weird. That's even worse. I thought a warm mayonnaise. Just <laughs> 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 oh, that's even worse. Oh God, oh. talk football. Let's go to football. Okay, Quick. yes, from from something gross to something also gross. The thought that the Seattle Seahawks could cover this number or beat the 49ers. It's just not going to happen. San Francisco, I feel, is I'm very, very confident in the play. You've decided to take an alternate route, though, in betting this game versus laying the nine and a half. Yeah, I mean, this line's kind of going up a little bit. The first half on San Francisco, there was a rogue minus five and a half out there at DraftKings earlier today. Most of the market now six or six and a half. Um, like you just you look at the way that these two games played out between these two teams in the regular season and San Francisco outscored Seattle 34 to three in the first half of the two games that they played the 12 drives for the Seahawks. They had 3.7 yards per play in their 12 first half drives. They scored a field goal on one of them. They had seven punts. They had three turnovers. Another one was the end of the half where they got to midfield. Basically San Francisco's just got a great game plan when it comes to taking on Seattle, especially in the two games this season. I wouldn't expect this game to be any different. So I think San Francisco first half minus six is a good play. I also don't have a problem with the nine and a half that you guys are looking at for the full game, especially because, you know, as you talked about, Matt, if the weather's bad and you expect Seattle to be trailing, they have to throw in mm. bad weather. That's not an easy thing for them to do. Not to mention they can't really run the football that effectively. So bad weather, I think, even helps a San Francisco position. I know that this is going to be um, like <sighs> – I don't know the right way to put it. Like I just I feel like this is going to be a low scoring game. I don't know how you feel about it. And this is one of the lower totals on the board sitting at 42 42 and a half. But Seattle in those two matchups with 40 with the 49ers earlier this season only had one offensive touchdown. Do you think that if you had a lean either way on the total, it would be at least for me it's under? Where do you sit on that? Yeah, I think the under makes sense. I mean, th- this feels to me like a 20 to 7, 23 13, you know, 27 13 type of game here, I would think. And look, I mean, in the second game that these two teams played, seven first-half drives for Seattle, 86 yards across those seven drives. So, again, they're, they have a hard time moving the football, and now they're going to have bad weather and have to try to move the football? I, I just don't see it. And honestly, you know, I was talking to a couple of people earlier. For the most part, these games just don't really excite me this weekend. you got three really big favorites where I don't think the underdog has a chance in any of them. You've got you know the two closely line games, Giants, Vikings, and Cowboys and, and Buccaneers, where I just don't think any of those four teams are all that good. It's a tough weekend to get excited about. At least we have betting to you know kind of talk about the, this through. There is all that, and again, just to kind of not to pile on. I mean, this the Seattle team it tends a lot of points. I'm not going to say it's not, but again, if this just turns into they can't move the ball through the air and you got to run like since week ten. They're the second worst rush EPA defense in the entire NFL, right? Only only Green Bay was worse than them, and it was only by a fraction of a fraction. So, I mean, it's it's like, so now you're turning it into who can run the ball better and who can run the ball more effectively, and the Seattle Seahawks defense since week 10, so basically the entire second half of the, of the NFL season, they were, they were the second worst run defense for EPA per play that there is. So, I mean, it's just... Again, a lot of a lot of things just really, really point to the 49ers. Well, and again, if your concern in this game is Brock Purdy, right? Because there are a lot of stats out there that rookie quarterbacks just don't perform well in their first NFL playoff game. Even guys like Mahomes kind of struggled, stuff like that. If your concern is Brock Purdy, bad weather kind of takes Brock Purdy out of the offensive game mm-hmm. plan a little bit. And San Francisco can play to their strength of running the football on a Seahawks defense that can't stop the run. Uh, I'm just looking at, like, the last few games since Brock Purdy has begun – um, 
being in the fold for San Francisco. And of those six total games, four of them, they won those games by 16 points or more. So just throwing that out there that it is something that they have done being able to cover um, by margin. How about this Giants-Vikings game? I feel like everybody is kind of of the same assessment that this is a game that could come down to a single possession because that's the way that it's been for both of these teams seemingly all season long. Yeah, I mean, this is probably a game, when you look at the Minnesota Vikings and their history and, and important games, this is probably a game where they hit the upright with a 38-yarder with a chance to win, <laughs> something like that, and the Giants wind up advancing. Look, I, I, this is one of those scenarios where I think a lot of people wanted to fade both of these teams coming into the playoffs, but of course they wind up playing each other. So for me, I'll take the better head coach in Brian Dable. I'll take the less mistake-prone quarterback in Daniel Jones, which is a crazy statement to make, but that's why the Giants are here because Brian Dable has really simplified this offense. They've played to the strengths of Daniel Jones to where he's taken really, really good care of the football. I know he throws it a lot less often than Kirk Cousins does, but Cousins with 14 picks to just five for Daniel Jones, 2.2% interception percentage for Cousins, 1.1 for Jones. And when you look at this Minnesota team, you've got Cousins, you've got Delvin Cook, you've got Justin Jefferson, you've got TJ Hawkins, you have all these guys that are there for this Vikings team. The Giants were a better offensive team in EPA per play than Minnesota was. And I know the Giants don't have a very good defense, but their pass defense was okay. Their run defense is what was really bad. Vikings can't run the ball. So I think you've got two teams here that are relatively equal, but I think you've got a better head coach on the Giants' side. Giants should have won that meeting a few weeks ago, too. Give me the plus three on the Giants, and and this is another case where I'd sprinkle the money line here, too. Yeah, I would love a hook on this thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'll get it. I mean, that is kind of what I'm waiting on. Like this just has field goal game written all over it. It really, it really does. This just has field goal game written all over it. And I just really don't think I'm going to get the the hook though. I don't think it's going to come. So I have about a million teasers this weekend. I'm very teaser heavy. And one of mine, I did throw in the giants plus nine with the Bengals minus two and a half. Um, Cause I just, I thought that the three was very appropriate, at least in my head, um, especially considering that first meeting did come down to that walk-off field goal, 61-yarder that ultimately led the Vikings to win. But I I just like the nine points felt like a really nice, comfortable number for me to take with the Giants. I mean, it's hard to see the Vikings winning this game in blowout fashion, right? And and that's kind of why it's it's the world's most obvious teaser. I'm sure you guys have already discussed it many times over. And the Jags and Bucks in a teaser – I mean, it's it's really hard to see the Chargers winning by significant margin and especially difficult to see the Cowboys winning by significant margin. So, you know, outside of the, the three double-digit line games, essentially, mm-hmm. the other three could all be pretty close to the point where I don't really see it, or the other four, I should say, all kind of look like they could be pretty close to where I don't think you see a blowout. So this could be a really good week to be on teasers. So uh, Got me a bunch, too. <laughs> Got me a bunch. Of, well, we I mean, no, like four, like four. I mean, four. Jags box is like the most obvious yeah. teaser ever. That one's and I didn't so even, it's going to find a yeah. way to lose, of course. <laughs> but it's the most obvious teaser ever. My favorite one, though, and I said it before we went to commercial break, though, I have the 49ers and the Jags, and I don't know why I like it so much, but I just feel like everything's coming together. Just give me a bunch of points for the Jags against the Chargers because I just I can't feel confident with Brandon Staley's coaching in that game, and I just feel like the Jags have been on this upward trajectory, and only three with San Francisco um, just felt like a match made in heaven. <laughs> We're going to step aside real quickly, turn the page to college. There are some college hoops games coming up this evening, and I haven't got to talk to Adam since Monday when this college football season officially came to a close. His opinion, looking ahead to next year. 
VSIN's final countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN final countdown live from Las Vegas at our VSIN studio in the South Point. Stormy Bonatoni, Matt Brown, and Adam Burke on the desk. Time to talk a little college football because earlier this week, there was complete and utter annihilation on the football field in Los Angeles. And it wasn't the Rams this time at SoFi Stadium getting beat down. It was the TCU Horned Frogs. Holy Georgia, what a freaking game. Um, I know that Matt was very confident that Georgia was going to win the game. He liked them to cover the two-touchdown spread, but it was – I mean, just off to the races from the start. And now we see the Georgia Bulldogs as a favorite already to repeat or three-peat, excuse me, the first time potentially that that's ever been done in the modern era of college football. And when you look at the schedule ahead of next year, who who's going to beat them? I don't know. Crazy. Yeah, I, I don't – I mean, no one's going to beat them in the regular season. I mean, I guess it depends on who they run into in the SEC championship game and then, you know, subsequently probably in the in the semifinal. But no one in the regular season is beating Georgia. I mean, is it, this is a Georgia defense that lost six first-round picks <laughs> and then just went ahead and repeated anyway. And 15 total players drafted. But yeah. what we were talking about yesterday was like, okay, maybe as you go through their schedule, a potential hiccup could be Tennessee in November – but if you get through that, then yeah, it's just like, okay, SEC championship. And when the postseason begins, how do you match up with teams? Because the regular season is a cakewalk, especially with Oklahoma taken off of the schedule. Right. And, and the problem with that is it makes it really tough to go out there and kind of look through at some of the potential long shots and stuff like that, because you know, you're getting at least one, probably two SEC teams in the, in the playoff again. So like what you can't really you can't take anybody else in the East, right? Because nobody's going to beat Georgia. Maybe Tennessee does. But, you know, I mean, Tennessee was – this is the best Tennessee team we've seen in a very, very long time, and they were completely uncompetitive in that game against Georgia. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess it's kind of looking at the board, maybe throwing something out there. It's not a big price by any means. But Florida State at 20-1, to 1, I mean, they finished the year really, really strong in the ACC. Clemson seems to be stepping back a little bit, although if Cade Klubnick's the guy, they should be right back to where they were. They also fired their offensive coordinator, Brandon Streeter, today, so we'll see who they hire for that role. But I mean, Florida State closed the year really, really strong. Jordan Travis is improving. There's stability now within that program. They're going to start recruiting better, I think, in the state of Florida. Uh, that would be a team that's kind of on my radar, but again, at 20-1, to 1, I would never tie up my money for, for that long taking them now. We keep talking about Florida State. I was going to say, like, that's what I saw in the corner of my eye. You, you smiled yeah. a little bit. I totally bit. smirked because you've been speaking our language. Well, <laughs> it was basically, I, I was saying that the problem with it only, with it being 20 to 1, it, it, it won't get any better right. if they, I mean, they, they kick off with LSU next year, right? And so, like, they play LSU. LSU is going to be a top 10 team, maybe even a top 8 team, and same deal with Florida State. And so, right out of the gate, if they get that big win, you're never going to see 20 to one again anyway. And right. if you do see it again, it's then that means the season went South. And so and if, they're probably I mean, if they lose, yeah. then they, they're not going to get yeah. there. Yeah. So, so it's kind of like you almost have to play it at a number you don't love. If you like Florida state or it's never going to be there. I love it. I love that. Like college football is something that we can just talk about year round because it's so much fun. We were talking about the draft earlier today. Is, do you have any thoughts on as far as top overall pick goes? Is it Bryce young for you or any name that stood out to you? Yeah, I think it's Bryce Young. I mean, I the one team I could see that takes C.J. Stroud would be like the Colts, somebody like that. I mean, they've kind of had a little bit of an affinity for taking Ohio State players early in the draft, so maybe that's something that they take a look Don't at. Don't tell that to Matt. Don't tell the, that to Matt. The one that I think is, is kind of fascinating, he's not going first overall or anything like that, but like an Anthony Richardson type, 
does like a Carolina look at him and try to sell it as, oh, it's another Cam Newton? Like, is that something that Carolina tries to do to justify taking him really early in the first round here? Not that he's going to be the number one overall pick, but in terms of like mm-hmm. thinking way ahead of over under draft position and stuff like that, you know, is is that something that maybe a team like Carolina reaches for just because I mean, Cam Newton won the NFC and won an MVP for him? Yeah, if that's the comp that that kind of gets drawn, it, it's it's true. I mean, like I think we know for sure four quarterbacks are going to go in the first round at this point. Like we like Young Stroud. Absolutely, 100%. Levis, every single mock has him going. So it kind of comes down to the Anthony Richardson thing. And then does one of these like kind of fringe names start popping up and sneaking in? And, like, do you want that fifth year, you know, of, of the contract? So do you take him late in the draft? Mm-hmm. And there's all those things that are going to come into play. And there are some of these kind of fringe quarterback dudes that, you know, maybe a team would want to – I look Tanner at somebody, McKee is probably right, the one. Right? Yeah, Stanford. Like yeah. he's he's the one whose six, name kind of keeps coming up. Where no help, and especially yeah. like if you what if you don't need someone to start from day one, but you kind of know you're looking down the line. So mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's y'all are gonna laugh, but I mean, you know, what if what if Aaron Rodgers really does say like, okay, this is this is in my last year, right? Like he's like, okay, this is done. You're not re-upping Jordan Love at mm-hmm. huge money, you know, so you basically have to start over again at another at another rookie quarterback. Like I could see some of these teams like that, right, where it's like you see the writing on the wall that your quarterback's going to be gone in a year or two, and like, yes, yeah, like a McKee, and you get that fifth year and the whole whole nine yards. And correct me if I'm wrong, you've killed it on the NFL draft last few we've years. Had a couple, so you, you know what you're talking about. We've had a couple of good years. Hopefully we keep, we keep this going. I cannot Hopefully. wait for us to start getting – the over unders on position to players. Arizona to actually bet on the draft. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we were talking. We were talking about um, Arizona for Super Bowl. We we're like, okay, at least we're gonna like be out there. We can place our yeah. bets then. Um, but hey, you, I know we've got college hoops today. You do have a couple of plays coming up later on this evening. We talked earlier about some of the marquee games. You're going a little farther down the board, which I can appreciate. What you got for us? Yeah, these are uh, to as an understatement. These are not marquee games, <laughs> but uh, I do handicap the card. I've been writing a, a they daily. They all cash the same, you need baby. some exactly. sort of subscription that has a plus at the end of it, like if you want to watch these games. Like, I don't even know if it's an ESPN, but you might have to have a Paramount or whatever. So, like, you gotta have, something's got to have a plus at the end of it if you want to watch it. these games. Well, and a VEASAN plus subscription. <laughs> yes. Also, yeah. to read my daily article over there at VEASAN.com on college basketball. Look, I, I mean, I dig through the card. I try to find where I think yeah. the value is and Generally speaking, it's going to be hard to find value on the marquee games. They're going to draw the biggest handles. They're going to have the sharpest lines, all that. So one of the games I got for tonight here, uh, Troy. You know, Troy, a team people know, the Sun Belt, Mm -hmm. right, in college football. Uh, But Troy takes on Georgia State here tonight. A few things about this game that I like. The first is that Troy's forcing a turnover 22% of the time on defense. Georgia State is 351st in the country in effective field goal percentage offense. So this is a bad, bad offensive team for Georgia State. And if you're turning the ball over – you're already not scoring a lot, but then when you turn it over, you don't have any chance to score. So I think Georgia State has a really hard time scoring points in this game. Also, I think defensively, they've gotten a little bit fortunate in terms of shots at the rim, where they're 21st in field goal percentage defense at the rim, but 309th in percentage of shots allowed at the rim. So defensively, I think there's a lot of regression coming for Georgia State. So bad offensive matchup, bad defensive matchup. I laid the two and a half here with Troy tonight. I tailed you on that game. So let's go Trojans, baby. 
Well, you only did that because you don't even know that you didn't even know these other two teams had <laughs> basketball teams. So uh, Seattle, which is a college, it is uh, a college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Seattle, which is a college. Name the mascot out there, people. Five, four. Th- don't you Google it? I know. See what you're doing. Uh, <laughs> Seattle, you have them. I don't know who they're playing because like it's Seattle. Who are they playing, and why do you like New them? New Mexico sports? State. There you Come go. on. To yeah. be fair, I will say this. I had to look up Seattle's mascot this morning myself. <laughs> so I will say He's that. He's writing the article. Dang, what is I'm like, it? I'm looking at the game. I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I kind of like Seattle in this matchup. What? Who the hell are they? Oh, they're the, <laughs> so they're the Red Hawks, for okay. what it's worth. Okay. There. there we go. Uh, but they're a four-point favorite turning against New Mexico State. And this may surprise some people, right? Because you think of New Mexico State as a team that pretty regularly makes the NCAA tournament. But their head coach, Chris Jans, is now with Mississippi State. And New Mexico State is in free fall mode. They've dropped their first four games in conference play in the WAC. Seems like maybe there's some discontent within the program. They're probably the more talented team in this game. But they're not really performing like it right now defensively, they've been really, really awful here of late. Seattle's a team that took a big leap from 2020 to 2021. They actually won 23 games, or 2021 to 2022, excuse me. They won 23 games last year. They were 14-4 and four in conference play. They're just in a better situation right now. Also, there are a couple of things statistically that I like, but Seattle's four losses this year, two Pac-12 teams, Utah State and Iona, who are both like top 60 caliber mid-majors, so I think New Mexico State is just a team that you want to fade right now. So I went ahead and did that here today by taking the Seattle Redhawks mm. minus four. Now we have the Sacramento State <laughs> Hornets laying four at home against the Northern Colorado Bears. Look at us go. Total this one, 145. Bears, they're not any, they're no, just the regular. No black, just the Bears, gold, anything, nothing, nothing. All right. They're all right. the Bears, all not the right. Bears. Mm. Uh, but the Bears, mind you, have dropped six in a row. Do they again tonight? So this maybe maybe this will have to be our shtick here when I come on the show, just finding the most random and obscure college basketball it. games. But I like the Sacramento State Hornets here tonight. They're four point favorite in this game. I really like their head coach. So their head coach David Patrick has been an assistant coach across the country at a lot of different places. He was with Eric Musselman in Arkansas a couple of years ago. Was a guy that worked in the Houston Rockets front office. So he's a big believer in getting shots at the rim and shooting threes. But he's also a big believer in running teams off the three point line. Northern Colorado shoots a three about 43% of the time. They live and die with the three. Sacramento State is really good defensively at preventing them, and I think they get more good looks at the rim here. So I laid the four with Sacramento State in this big sky clash here for tonight. I wonder if he's also a big believer like Eric Musselman is of taking the shirt off and, you know, just throwing it above his head like a rally towel. (laughs) I am not. No one wants to see that, I promise you. Again, to recap, Adam has Troy minus two and a half, Seattle laying the four, and Sac State laying four as well against Northern Colorado. Seattle what? Uh, shoot, Red Hawks. Oh, there you go. There we go. Bam. All right. We we did it, baby. Thanks to Adam Burke for stopping by. We're going to wrap things up on the other side. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is kids safe COPPA certified. 
So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game winner I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my dance, (laughs) There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, thinking about gas mileage. You know, changing your oil with a full synthetic oil like Castrol Edge can help your engine get more miles. Right now, you can get five quarts with an STP Extended Life oil filter for only $36.99. Get started on your next job today with the parts you need when you need them at AutoZone or AutoZone.com. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network. With the start of the new year, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a football, hockey, or hoops fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. You can join Bet Rivers every week for new promotions like the Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and more. It's a whole new game. Story about Tony and Matt Brown with you. It's a whole new game. It's here a whole on new the game. final countdown. We got a last little segment here, about 10 minutes and 11 seconds left in this thing. And wow. guess what? Lamar Jackson has spoken up. What did he say? Thank you, everyone, for your support and concerns regarding my injuries. I want to give you all an update as I'm in the recovery process. I've suffered a PCL grade 2 sprain on the borderline of a strain 3. There is still some inflammation surrounding in and around my knee. My knee remains unstable. I'm still in good spirits as I continue with treatments on the road to recovery. I wish I could be out there with my guys more than anything, but I can't give 100% of myself to my guys and fans I'm still hopeful we have a chance. So uh, he ain't playing, and it doesn't sound like he's playing anytime soon. Okay, and we'll see if this number continues to be on the move or if it stays at this 9.5. Ravens taking on the Bengals this Sunday, 8.15 Eastern time kickoff. And, okay, so for Lamar Jackson, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, he's we've known from, like, a lot of the insiders that the inflammation is real. He has not felt like himself. This is an injury that we thought was going to be 
one to three weeks. That is now six weeks later, 17 missed practices. It has taken a lot longer than anybody could have foreseen. And there's been so much talk, which I understand why he's addressing mm -hmm. it, about his contract situation. And I think it makes sense. It's kind of a lose-lose for him if you go out this week and you're not ready, right? Because sure. No, like, absolutely. I mean, that's that's how I feel about it. Because it's ammo probably for the team to either offer you less money or not offer you any money at all and franchise tag you, in which case then he's going to be super unhappy, right? Like, I mean, because that's still a very real thing on the table as well. Like, everybody is just kind of thinking that this contract is going to get done. They could just franchise tag yeah. him, and then it becomes like a whole thing, right? And well, so and then God forbid he. Like, let's say, goes out there, doesn't have a good game, they lose mm -hmm. the game, they're out of the playoffs, and then it's just like, okay, well, maybe you're not the guy, you've already shown that you've been injured now two years in a row, da-da-da-da. Or, the other side of that is, he plays in the game, and he's not ready, and he hurts himself further, Yeah. which, then it's like, same situation, and now, maybe you hurt yourself to the extent where they don't want to do anything with you. So, I feel like, him holding off is just kind of the smart thing thing to do and I know that sucks and as fans like we want to have good competitive games we want to have the stars out there on the field and even if it's not his priority thinking about the contract like it makes sense that that's you know at least part of yeah. the thought process well, I mean listen this is me reading between the lines and this is just like speculation but I think if you're that organization you are honestly having real real conversations and studying tape and studying just the trajectory of that division in general and wondering if having a quarterback and locking him up long-term that you have to cater an entire offense around. Because, like, this is the other thing. The backups have to be able to do what Lamar does as right. well, right? So it's kind of like you have to then at that point go and sign backups that can play, you know, bootleg Lamar if Lamar can't play. And you look around. We know the Bengals are here to stay for at least the foreseeable future. We'll see what they have to do with, with some of these guys. I mean, all three of the receivers can't stay, but they're probably going to lock Chase up, probably going to lock Higgins up, and, of course, they're going to extend Burrow. So you have that. There were signs of life from the Steelers team, obviously, down the stretch here. They have a bunch of young players, a young quarterback, whatever. You can only assume Deshaun Watson isn't complete garbage, and so you think that the Browns are also going to be better next year as well. This could be one of the most competitive divisions for years to come, right? I mean, like – Deshaun Watson signed with the Browns for a long time. Kenny Pickett's still in a rookie contract. They are going to re-sign Joe Burrow, I guarantee you, mm -hmm. in Cincinnati, right? So they're probably having the discussions like, do we want to hitch our wagon to him for a long time? You know, because yeah. you have to run a very specific type of team with a very specific type of players and all that stuff for, for Lamar Jackson. I think that's an excellent point because mm -hmm. it's not like other teams where you have a pocket passer and it's just kind of plug-and-play situation. Like, that entire offense is catered to his skill set. And he has proven that he's an MVP when yeah. he's healthy and that he can do masterful things that other players at the position cannot do. But when he's injured, you really put yourself in a bind. Yeah, I mean, we look, We were talking about the, the AFC West being like the super division this year, and, of course, that didn't play out at all. But <laughs> no. there at least were some question marks, I guess. Uh, it, so... I think we were just getting overhyped about, like, there was just all these signings in that division, which made it, like, just made it sexy, made right? It yeah, yeah, it was just like, oh, Devontae Adams just traded. Oh, look at all these guys that oh, the Chargers are signing. I mean, signing the Broncos are a quarterback yeah, away, whatever. and they got Russell Wilson, so we, yeah. We, but this is like, these teams are kind of, like, already intact, right? And it's like, you can kind of look at this AFC North and go, man, that division's going to be pretty good for several years, you know, mm -hmm. so long as Kenny Pickett isn't garbage, right? And, like, 
I think we saw enough from him this year to think that he's not mm-hmm. garbage, right? You and yeah, I mean? and you said Deshaun Watson, obviously, like he struggled, but he went mm-hmm. 700 plus days without yeah. playing a football game. So you would have to expect next year having a full training camp, getting reps from week one as the starter, that, that things are going to be a lot better, at least in Browns country. It's it's interesting. It like really this. Is. This year, it's funny, like, what things that we thought were going to happen that hit and what things just were totally off the rails. Like, I still am in absolute awe of how brutal the Indianapolis Colts were this year. Like, things like that mm-hmm. that in the preseason, we're like, hey, maybe, you know, things could come together, Matt Ryan, and it's oh. just no. Guys, don't you worry. We'll have a season. We'll have a season <laughs> wrap up here, and we can yes. look at all the stuff that oh. I was so wrong about this. Something year. that you we didn't talk about yet mm. that I know you had written down on your little handy dandy piece oh, of paper. Oh yes, yes, yes. So look, we got to the end of the regular season. because I am a victim of this. Yes, we got already. to the end of the regular season. You know whether you're a winner or loser this year because you were tracking your bets because we talked about this before the season started. We know it. We know it. You got the spreadsheet. You know what you won. You know what you lost. This is not the time as the playoffs come around where you've got a little extra money if you won. Some of your futures might have hit, all that stuff. Now that money's in the account. This is not the time in the playoffs to go, well, I'm going to start doubling and tripling my bets because obviously I'm super really good at this. Well, or Matt, whatever. I wish that you would have told me that before. Yeah. Um, you know, uh... <laughs> and if you lost <laughs> money in over the course of the season, also not a reason to go doubling and tripling your bets going, well, I've got to get that money back that I lost this year or whatever. It's like, no, man, yeah. hey, look, it, there's variance in betting. You're going to win sometimes. You're going to lose sometimes. And certainly, if anything, I mean, for me, I'm, I throttle back at least a little bit in the playoffs because – there's far fewer games, so there's far more attention paid to these games. There's less money to be spread around. They're all getting concentrated into the same pool and all this stuff. Like these lines get even sharp. NFL the sharpest lines as it is anyway in all of sports betting, and they get even sharper and they get honed down like absolutely perfect because there's you know again there are only a handful of games to bet on, and so it's it again just just use some caution. There's no there's absolutely no shame in throttling down your bets. There's none at all. If you are a, you know, a hundred dollar a game better and you go down to $50 a game or $25 a game, that's perfectly fine. That's, you don't have to continue to bet the same exact amount of money. And by all means, like I said, if you made some money this year, don't blow it all in the playoffs. Like, don't do that. Don't blow it all in the playoffs. Well, Matt, I can't get out of my own way. Yeah. And that's, I, but you want a lot of, you have not put all your money in play this week. I have not, Yes, but Let's just say your girl was very excited mm-hmm. when the regular season of the NFL ended yeah. and opened up the account and was just feeling yeah. pretty nice. Yeah. And then I looked at this week's card and there were just a lot of things I liked. So I have a lot of teaser money live no, this no, no. week. Now, I'll, I'll probably have the same amount of teaser money. <laughs> and I just like, wanted like, to let you know. Yeah, I will probably have the same amount of teaser money in play. I probably will not have the same amount. Of, um, well, I know for sure because I didn't, you know, even this, even San Francisco, that I took a nine, nine and a half. Yeah. I put like a, you know, 60%, so like, you know, six-tenths of a unit basically right. on that. So I, I won't. But teasers, I'll be playing the same. I love the ones this week. I, I mean, do, I, too. I, I, I love it the ones only, It's one of those things that, like, there have been weeks that have been hit and miss with teasers, and we went through that mm-hmm. string of them being rough. They have been really good lately, and I have been just really liking things that are happening with teasers, and as I just look through and I, I did a couple six-and-a-halves, which I know you don't do. You stick to more of the standard Wong six-point teaser, but I did – I did a few six and a halfs this week. Just everything was just coming up beautiful to me as I was scrolling down the little Circa app and the South Point app and the. Uh, 
I, I have a everything problem. just looks great, and that's you know whatever. If it's you, only a problem if you say it's a problem. So it's not thing. a problem. <laughs> here's the here's the, here's the thing. Gambling just, problem. Just, call one eight hundred gambler. Here's the thing. Just win them. You know, like that's that. what I'm saying. Yeah. It's only a problem if you're losing, as they say. Seattle University is a private Jesuit university in Seattle, <laughs> Washington. Seattle uh, uh, Seattle University is actually the largest independent university in the northwestern United States, with over 7,500 students enrolled in undergraduate and graduate programs over there at Seattle University. If you're wondering, it is a private school. It's going to cost you a pretty penny. $49,300 U.S. Were Seattle, people, per year. were Seattle people coming at you in the commercial break? Is that why you wanted to clarify? I just, listen, we're, we try to help. We, we try to help not only become better sports betters here, but just better humans. Yeah, better knowledgeable. Just a little, little bit of knowledge Better, right there. you know, yeah. mascot knowledge. Mm-hmm. Critical. Uh, thank Red you Hawks. so much for hanging out with us. Shout out our girl Stephanie Kamershack at the controls. Commercial time, but VSIN prime time is next. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free introducing the lisa chill collection your answer to hot nights these mattresses beat the heat with ultra cool covers whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature save up to 460 dollars on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now iheart listeners can save an extra 50 dollars off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iheart that's l-e-e-s-a.com slash iheart exclusions apply see lisa.com for more details With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.